everyone? You're obviously confused and aroused. number I was thinking of was the letter M, and you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no raisin. Today we'll be discussing Season 10, Episode 7, Calculon 2.0. My name is Michelle Burlingame. Not with me are Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. That's me. And our guest today, Amy Miller. Hello. Hi. Hey. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I've wanted this to happen for so long without knowing whether you're a fan of the show or not, but if you are... Great. If you're not, typically those end up being our better episodes anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum, especially this far into your podcast, for Christ's sake. We're so close. I will say this speaks to how much I like you and how supportive you've been of my shows because, boy, do I not like this television program. Oh, <laughs> it was and you painful. got a shitty one. It was yeah, really this was, painful to get through. This was not good. I yeah, we very good much episode. appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I want to say I can't remember because they all really blur together at this point. But the last one we watched w- was maybe my favorite in the hundred plus we've done. And that's because it had nothing to do with the actual show. It was like Saturday morning cartoon takeoffs. And, but this, yeah, this one was a real stinker. Um, Good to know. I had no idea it was a bad episode. I thought I was just watching Futurama. Right. Well, I mean, you were, but, but boy, <laughs> I, you never have to do it again. And in like six more episodes, neither do we. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> and again, like, I'm not, you know, how some things are just like not for you because i don't i don't like think it's bad you know especially if this is a podcast for fans like you're not wrong if you love it because you love it so it's good uh right that's how i feel about art and tv shows but but i just is like one of these shows that even like the sound of it i let it's like the sound of a show that i had something else on and then got distracted and left my tv on and then I hear it start up and I have to run to turn it off. So I feel the same way about Family Guy. Like the Family Guy intro just will set me into a fit of rage. But I don't know what it is. Like, uh, by all accounts, I should like it. I don't know why I don't. It's just not for me. Yeah, and- it's, it, it's a... Uh, and this late in the run, like they they've... They've really kind of shot their wad at this point, you know, so it's it's wrapping up the end of their having been canceled and come back resurrection. And they're there's running on fumes. I mean, there's still some funny stuff here and there, but but boy, boy, after a hundred and some of these, are you are you tired of it? Sick. (laughs) It's it's the Midwestern earth work ethic. I mean, that's all it is. It's like we we started this and we're gonna finish it even if we're miserable. And you throw some Catholic guilt in there with that. And it's just like, no, I have to. This is, I committed, I committed to it. You I don't. Lo- you can stop today. <laughs> what I've, if I've done that. The end? <laughs> I've done that with my marriages, but with this, we're so close to the end. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I, so just getting right into it. 
this starts off with Morbo's, uh, was it celebrity gossip and alien invasion news or yes. something? Entertainment was, and Earth Invasion Tonight. <laughs> that's it. And, and I mean, I at least felt good that it, it like, you're out in, in Los Angeles, you're in the entertainment industry. <laughs> at least there's some stuff that might sort of be like, oh, I get it. Yeah, whatever. That's dumb. It sucks still sure. 10 years later. I mean, the but, opening was like a little chuckle. There was a joke in there. Yeah, like, like I mean, we, we kind of <laughs> have that now. We get, we have just the, the random doom scrolling and it's like, here's Megan and Harry are pissing off Wills and Kate and the Portland is being occupied by mercenaries. Like you get it both. It's kind of the same show. Yes, it was very relatable for sure. But, but coming in as a... Uh, a non-fan, Calculon was this famous soap opera actor who showed up a bunch of times and then they killed him off. Thank God, he's obnoxious. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and on this anniversary of his death, like, you know, loyal fans turned out by the several. I, I get that. That sounds like <laughs> every show I've ever played. <laughs> um, I don't know. I when when I saw the robot devil show up, Tom, I was like, "Oh, this is like this is doubling down on shitty." Why? I, Tom hates him. Yeah, that, I do that not robot like the devil. The robot devil. Even though it's played by Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, who, I don't really understand why you hate the robot devil I so just much. Do. I don't know. I thought it was because usually there's music in the robot devil episodes, but usually there there weren't any songs in this one so just just overacting also, i might have not actually hated the robot devil at any point but then i feel like just pete decided that i did and now that's what i do i just hate, hate you know, the robot devil i'm pretty sure you called that out a hundred some episodes ago i'm not going to sure i probably should probably did i don't know but i i love the fact that like while while Fry and Bender are bemoaning Calculon's death and that all my circuits is no fun to watch anymore. They're like, it's almost done. We have to go home and watch it. Like, and, and just tear off. Like, has there been any, you know, for you personally, like stuff that you've committed to that just, you, you stayed into it well after it got shitty. Like, like a TV what, I mean, I still watch the Simpsons. So that answers Fuck. that question. <laughs> I mean, I think I I felt like a strange obligation to finish The Handmaid's Tale, even though it was incredibly unpleasant to watch every single time. Mm -hmm. And I watched it like in time. And then the first Sunday when it was done and I was like, I don't have to watch The Handmaid's Tale tonight. This is the best. But I could have stopped yeah. at any time. And that's a very good show, but it is just like right. self-flagellation. Like, it's not fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I only watched the first two episodes of that. <laughs> or first two seasons. It gets way worse. <laughs> I, yeah. I would imagine. And I don't, I I don't even... <laughs> I don't even want to, like watched it anymore because i feel like it's just it's like the simpsons have scripted all this stuff that's happened in real life i feel like the handmaid's tale is doing that too where it's just like oh we're so when somebody gets up the gumption to do something pleasant with our fearless leader and then the number two comes in like oh we're like we're right 
there. We're on the cusp of it. And it's it's terrifying. And real life is terrifying day in, day out now. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's supposed to be escapism. I'm watching yeah. Deadwood in Silicon Valley again at this point because it's just like, it's violent and gory and awful, but like, it's Silicon way more Valley. pleasant than anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of vomit. There, I, I forgot how much... Uh, Thomas Middleditch vomits in Silicon Valley, but like Deadwood's really there's there's a lot of ugliness in there, but I've mostly never seen I think about the smells. One. Really? And I, yeah, and I think my general kind of like disconnect with animation is I realized when I was thinking about this podcast and watching the episode, like I didn't really like love cartoons, cartoons as a child, so. Um, I guess that's how it started, but I just, if I can't like put, like relate to any character, then I just yeah. not interested. So like, I love King of the Hill. I love the Simpsons, but Futurama is like, I don't know. I'm not any of these robots. Yeah. And King of the Hill <laughs> yeah. is so re so realistic. That's, that's part of this. Like my big hang up with it for a long time was just like, they'd suspend logic on this cartoon logic stuff, which you're just supposed to go along with. But like, yeah, they're talking. There's these storylines on this show about pregnant robots and stuff, and I'm like, I, you know, how does that even happen? I still don't understand it. I still don't know why they use it as a plot device, other than to just kind of mimic your daytime soap opera stuff, which, Comedy by all accounts, <laughs> right, right. But like, soap opera logic is so much more fucked up than cartoon logic. Just the, the few years that I, I was a somewhat regular watcher of Days of Our Lives, like that shit is so, so far and away, like insane writing. And I don't know if it's just that they have to shit it out daily or yeah. if it's like we're, we're taking really heavy hallucinogenics and coming up with this stuff, <laughs> like force fields and pirate coins that are magic and resurrections and stuff. Um. Yeah, but, but, but you were gonna have a problem with uh, Calculon having a, a soul in Robot Hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get he's in the computational cloud, but like the fact that there, everyone's like, "Oh, he's dead." He's a fucking robot. Just turn him back on. Uh, it, it was one of. I mean, it, this was just a weak episode to begin with. It felt like filler. So all of those things just contribute to that. But whatever. That's I I, oh. I did you brought up King of the Hill and it's so much better. I did like the <laughs> line when the um, what's her name from the news? Uh, Linda. 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 She was just saying about how uh, you, like mourning somebody that makes like you think you know personally, but you don't like a celebrity. I, this this must be a difficult time for people who confuse TV actors with actual friends. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was really funny. That was that, a good that, line. That was good, and I think that kind of shit happens even more so now too, because you, you don't necessarily have to be a TV actor; you, you could be an influencer. You know, just uh, sharing your Instagram followers or whatever. I I don't know. I just, I did like the fact that the devil was so annoyed with Calculon that he was willing to get rid of him like immediately. Um, like that's, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to work on that, that construct of there being an actual robot hell, the fact that there's somebody who's so awful that he's like, 
being there as torture for everyone that's doing the torturing seems like a good thing. And, and not being a fan, Amy, the robot hell is in New Jersey, um, <laughs> underneath the Meadowlands, I think. Like, it's a, it's a pit, but it really, it, it exists there. They've gone there several times, and it's not... I, I, I actually changed my whole feeling about New Jersey in the last year or so, but previous <laughs> to that... I, uh, I was working out there uh, and, and spent some time in Asbury Park and it was really nice. It was off season, yeah. so it wasn't like full of, you know, awful people, but good restaurants, great guitar shop, pretty beach. Yeah, those are all closed now forever. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it in under the wire because <laughs> now, now we're all just going to die faster. My theory on the robot devil being in this episode is is that because this is the last uh, episode that he's in before it ends. Yeah, is that they probably just figured out that Dan Castanella needed like had one more appearance on a, like a contract or something, <laughs> and they we'll were just, just like, "We'll slip him in." Yeah, we'll we'll put him in there because that's um, it. Is he's not usually when he's in it, he's a main character in the episode. And it's he's not really a well, I, character. I mean he was a he was a heavy plot device. Yeah, but he and, was... and even is we got some good fry is fucking stupid stuff with the like I'm thinking of a number between one and three, and it's not one or three. M. You know, <laughs> like that kind of stuff, that's enjoyable. But what I really enjoyed more than anything was that whole like resurrection ritual which just basically looked like a satanic mass that was yeah fun. that was great that was the the best part of the whole episode <laughs> the cloaks and the robot goats and and her saying that this really doesn't seem scientific <laughs> yeah because it, it didn't but you know whatever whatever works science is just magic to people who don't understand the science it's unless magic. it has to do it's with like magic but with electricity yes it's you know it's like wearing a mask unless you don't believe it and demons are giving you uh, cysts and uh, chlamydia because apparently that's that's a thing now. I oh. <laughs> yeah, you, you try and do this escapist stuff and it all comes back to just existential dread. Always. I would just like um, to say if if you listen to this podcast and you don't believe in wearing a mask, then just turn the podcast off right now. We don't want you. I I mean no, you know I I don't care. I, I don't I I agree with you. I would just like to think that the people that listen to this, you know, in their far flung corners of the world, are reasonable and reasonably smart people. Yeah. And even if they're not, that well, they still fucking just don't want to kill other people accidentally. There's people I want to kill on purpose. Like, that's 100% a thing. But, like, accidentally, just by chance, that's it's so irresponsible. Well, a lot of those people don't believe that you can actually transmit it if you... They don't even think it's real. Yeah, yeah. Then why am I wearing this 5G transmitter on my belt buckle? <laughs> like that's that's the whole reason I bought it from Wish, so that I could just make people sick when I felt like it and just point it at that. Oh yeah. Also, don't buy things from Wish anymore. 
Really? That, oh God, all that Chinese shit. Don't. It's you know. I just uh, go I've go never... watch uh, Sunday's episode of last week tonight with John Oliver. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's all being made by the Uyghurs. Yes, yes. I, I get that part. <laughs> I thought they were just making the mess, but like, I've never actually ordered anything from it because I'm kind of scared to the, the, but the ads that come through my Facebook feed are so intriguing. Like when I, when there was the horse dildo one that was labeled as a harness, mm. it's like, oh, it's an led harness for your stallion. And then I clicked on the link going like that can't be did. because there's, there's this big rubbery veiny thing that they're featuring in the front of the picture. And then you clicked on it and there's one comment from a guy with a German flag next to his name, because of course, and he's like, for experienced writers only. And Ew. yeah, it, it's, it was, I, there's things on there that I didn't know existed, but when I see them, I go like, of course, but gross. Why are you clicking on them, Peter? Because the images are really well captured and they're, they're like, they have these captions that don't make sense. So it'll be like this long thing and it'll say bodybuilding exercise. I'm like, how do you use that for bodybuilding? And then you <laughs> click it and it just ends up being like an enema probe or something. It's, that's how they because I don't know about, I know, I don't know about fitness at all. So when it's like, here's this, you know, it's like a shake weight or something. Yeah, it's all garbage and nobody should use it. It's all crap from AliExpress, which is made in in uh, basically slave conditions. Yeah. Okay. Well, and let's they have condemn $100, Wish. Hundred thousand uh, dollars lockers and compartments, apparently cabinets. I, oh, that's all bullshit. The Wayfair thing. Oh, that's Wayfair. Same difference. Yeah, they, oh, the, uh, they those poor kids like, transporting sex slaves in cabinets. Yeah. And, and all of the all the girls that they were saying were being trafficked are no longer missing and they're being harassed on the internet now by people who think that they need to be saved or whatever i don't know it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole a bunch pizza. of garbage it's another pizza gate or yeah whatever. QAnon and bullshit i don't want covid to wipe everyone out but it probably fucking should we're i wish it would wipe damn, them out we're a goddamn virus on this planet this is bad you know, um, well, probably... back to the episode. <laughs> yeah. Anonymous. Mm, yes, anonymous. Yeah. Doing anonymous things anonymously. Uh, <laughs> have you ever doing heard. An unknown company doing unknown things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you ever heard of the like the phrase God's wounds? Like when Calculon belts it out, I hadn't, but I want to start using it. It seems like a good one. Hmm. Where does it come from? I don't know. Like, like when you stick some kind of devil sword in God or something, maybe <laughs> just, it's just, it's, it's when he like, he, he got all upset because when he went to meet with the executives and they're like, we don't, we don't want you in all my circuits because we're targeting a hip new demographic, people who don't like you, <laughs> which, which was beautiful. Like, I, I feel like that happens every four to six years anyway. And in my life, 40, but it, it was it's it from, was really it's nice. From Shakespeare, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what my guess would have been. That it's from I, like Macbeth or something. Oops, we're not supposed to say Macbeth out loud. Sorry, guys. I don't eh, think you, we're not I mean, thespians. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're if you're gonna start trotting the boards doing the bard's work, then you probably need to be superstitious. But 
this the Scottish play can be referred to by name for us non thespians, I guess. Okay, good to know. And if you do happen to get cursed or injured and blame it on that, like we seriously had nothing to do with it. Oh no, that's coming anyway. It's, I can it's, feel it. <laughs> I, is it is it just you're waiting for a shoe to drop or something? <laughs> or like or you're just you're like I, I know that like yesterday went okay, so today is gonna be fucked. Um, sometimes. No, I don't know. I like to think positively, but um it's not gonna be COVID, I'll tell you that much. I'm not gonna get such a popular disease. I'm not a I'm not that basic. <laughs> I'm not a loser. Um <laughs> No, I'm just always worried about imminent danger. But if you stay inside your house, it's pretty safe. Yeah, it's it's been, I mean, a good thing about this is like, I decked out my backyard. Like I, I, I had to, uh, in keeping with the episode, I had to do Inflatable Pool 2.0 this weekend. Because the, <laughs> nice. old, the old one, uh, gave up the ghost it started oh. filling with water internally that's a bummer so and, sad <laughs> well it and what i found out after uh bringing the backup pool out is that the old one was like a weird mutant pool i horribly overinflated it so much it was almost twice its normal size <laughs> so it was like an extra foot higher if you look at the dead patch on my backyard is it was about a foot wider and the cover wouldn't fit on it. Like you'd have to stretch the cover out to like even try and cover it. And when I blew this other one up, it's like, it's smaller and it's nice and it holds its shape. I'm like, fuck, this is great. And then the cover just went right on. The other, the other day we had like some bad storms and it, it, it put about 30 gallons of water on top of it. And I was able to suck that all off with the shop vac. So the water, it didn't even get messed up. It was amazing nice yeah it's i don't know what your your living situation is out there you in an apartment or a house or like do you have uh, access to to recreational water <laughs> no not really but we have a nice backyard and i also did uh fancy it up a little bit and we have a front courtyard i'm in an apartment but it's a really small building it's like a, it mm. looks like an old hollywood like melrose place kind of like building except without yeah. the pool um but yeah, it's good. It's it's good to make your environment nice and then remember the benefits of staying home. Like at five months, I haven't even had a cold, not even a sniffle. If you stay away from other humans who are gross, you don't get sick. I feel like last year I was sick a lot. I was traveling constantly too, but like, yeah, man, I, I like staying inside okay. Um, the future is terrifying, uh, and I don't ever want to watch Futurama ever, ever again in my house or anywhere. You don't have to. I and I <laughs> certainly won't make you. Um, I you know there was there was a thing that happened in there. Uh, they covered up uh, the 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 Walk of Fame star with Robert Wagner's second star. Yeah, there's no shame in being replaced by Robert Wagner. <laughs> no. But, but then there was this exchange where he's like, I'll have to start at the bottom. And I think Fry was like, but Fox already said no. Like, yeah. what, yeah. what, <laughs> what is the, 
what's the bottom rung now? And I, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to like, to you specifically, I mean, to be like, where's, where's the cutoff where you'd be like, yeah, it's a network, but fuck that. Like, where would you draw the line on actually doing something for a, a national or international? Oh, um, I don't know. I guess Fox news. (laughs) I Mm. mean, pretty much anything else I would probably do. Um, well, I wouldn't like be on someone's show if I like hated that person or they said a lot of shit I disagreed with. I don't know. There's like, I mean, how many of my friends got shows on Quibi? You know what I mean? Right. And who's seen any of them? <laughs> like, I don't know how so to get I'll it. Say yes to whatever. I don't know how to get it. Well, you get it on your phone. I do know that. And I don't like yeah. watching things on my phone. No, nobody That's does. But and we the know, timing. And we know 911 is on it too. And I know that's the know. one thing that and the uh, the sex doll show looks interesting. That's about all I've been drawn to on Quibi, but I still have not downloaded it. I'll I wait, have not looked I'll wait for till it somebody at all. puts it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, you can also uh, you can also put it. You can just airplay to your TV, and then it'll be like you're just watching it. But then TV. how can you like how can you look at your phone and do other shit when you're not watching the show that you're showing on your TV? You just don't. You don't look at your phone. Uh, <laughs> you just I, watch the That's when you get your that. iPad out. Get another device, a backup phone. <laughs> Smart. God. It's it's yeah, it's it's just that much stuff. The the, the one man show thing was an interesting um twist. Like, I did like the line, it's the greatest career resurrection since Jesus Aloha from Hawaii, <laughs> which I, I, I mean, I, I can't remember in the, in the history of the show, like in the canon, if they're, they made references to like an actual resurrection of Christ in the thousand years since our current time. Uh, that but was like, an Elvis uh, live yeah, TV yeah, concert. Absolutely. Yeah, it was Elvis Aloha from Hawaii via satellite was what it and was. Then, and then there was the 1968 comeback special. And those two are, I think, very, very different. Like 68 yeah. comeback, he was on fire. And Aloha That's from the, Hawaii was like. Yeah, 68 comeback was the black leather outfit. And the Aloha from Hawaii, I believe, was the, the white and gold lame caped mm-hmm. bell bottom mouth. I have both yeah. those I, uh, albums uh, on record. I, I think like the Aloha from Hawaii is the one that was immortalized in Eddie Murphy's Delirious. The, and that was like aired like, in like that's, 30 different countries or something like this. Something ridiculous. Like, yeah. It's, it, it was it's, like satellite. It was like the first like satellite broadcast of that magnitude. And it's terrifying. I love that um, line, though, at the end of his one-man show. It was just like, but murdering the astronauts just the same. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you, folks? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I, uh... Twelve the, the hospitalized one man show. for boredom at play. That's also, yeah. also great. <laughs> yeah. Worst play in history. Theater, dem- theater should be demolished to remove the stink of new show. Um... <laughs> I, you know, the, the, the one man show thing is an interesting conceit. Like it's, and this may hit closer to home for you too, Amy, where it's like, if you're a comic and you want to get some legitimacy with the, the borings, 
you frame an hour of stand-up as a one-man show and maybe add like a through line or whatever and then then frame it as that and then all of a sudden and i i enjoy mike berbiglia berbiglia but then you're mike berbiglia and it's like no 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 it's a one-man show but it's yeah it's basically that um a lot of comics do it too when they just want to go to edinburgh because you kind Mm -hmm. of have to um but i think you know mike verbiglia is not he just he didn't want to be a stand-up for the world of it either you know what i mean he didn't want to like be in clubs or anything like that so um i have no uh, no idea why I think a one-man show sometimes if you're a comedian, I'm not saying this about Mike Birbiglia, but for lesser writers, um, is sometimes like a way to not have all the punchlines that you would need for stand-up. And then you can just kind of tell this story or talk about, you know, one topic or share the story of your life without having to um, make it funny, which is very hard to do <laughs> and and then higher ticket prices too when you're playing those fancy venues with actual seats and stuff yeah exactly yeah like joan rivers um, never didn't never needed a one-woman show you know what i mean like she was just so filled with yeah. jokes. it was like why don't i just oh, that, tell an hour of a thousand good jokes that documentary about her when they showed this file cabinets like, oh yeah, I just watched it again. So good. That was fucking crazy. Like, I, I and I, I, I appreciate that so much. Where it's just like it's. I mean, I assume it's almost like a compulsion, where it's like I Absolutely. have to do this. Yeah, because aside um, from the typed out note cards, she also always had just like napkins and receipts and just you know a purse full of jokes at all times. Oh God, that's. I mean, currency, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And lots of like really snide remarks about people on red carpets or whatever. So <laughs> totally. has, has anybody picked up that slack? Cause I, I have, I mean, it was hard for that, for me to watch that stuff in general, but like, is there, is there someone that critiques like, like there'd never be another red carpet anymore, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing of the well, past. even when there were, I, I don't know. I think that, I think that kind of ended with Joan Rivers. I know that those shows exist. I'm sure like on entertainment news shows, they're still critiquing people's red carpet, but not as brutally or like, I mean, she had a team of like stand-up comedy writers. Right. Um, who she famously did not pay, by the way. It was a yeah, really, really I, big problem. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen Brian Cook talk about that uh, a couple times. <laughs> He's, yeah, that, sorry, that, Joan. That um, bit about her funeral is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> but I think also we've taken, uh, thankfully, turned a corner where now like a lot of actresses don't even want to talk about who they're wearing or whatever. They're just like, no, I'm not going to put my foot in this foot cam, this fucking creepy, <laughs> like, are you got especially for people because now you know actresses want to be seen as whole human beings and not just like a hanger for an outfit what what uh i'm gonna find the line here it was it was something like that 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 plays in and i'm oh what what matter of beef with it when did pop and jays are those (laughs) just i i god damn it. it it's just 
I'm having such a hard time even going back to these notes because it was just not good. I didn't understand why Leela took such an interest. It was it just to get him the fuck out of Planet Express and make him go away? Like, because she she seemed to be taking a really good interest or, or or a really personal interest in being like, yeah, you could you're a shitty actor. You could go clean toilets or or do data entry or whatever. Um, but then she also got invested in like showing him naturalistic acting, which didn't make sense either. I do think that the few episodes I've seen of this show, I feel like it's pretty common for Leela to come in when they need like some emotional labor done. Maybe that's also why I don't like it. <laughs> like, yeah, she's, she's, also, need... she's also really bossy and I think she's just controlling and that's yeah, why they, she sometimes... has to be the one that like makes him do anything really. Yeah, they need a mommy. And so then all of a sudden she's like written into that episode. Mm-hmm. It's well, not the I, best I mean... use of that character. No, she's she's had good episodes. She's she's generally, uh, you know, I think in in a lot of ways a good character in that she's a a mostly realized, very strong, independent female that fucking gets shit done and shit kicks when she has to. Um, but at the same time, the the thing that you know, if you dodged any bullet in watching an episode for this podcast, it's that uh, Katie Segal did not sing in this episode because it it's it's distracting um and i i've harped on this a lot and it, it's just because she she's technically a good singer she can project she can hit notes and she can execute very well but she sounds like a drama kid who is trying to sing rock and roll and it's it's very just like it's it's like that bluesy sort of thing that you'd expect from like, I you know, uh, let I'm trying to think of somebody uh, like Celine Dion being like, now I'm going to sing a very bluesy number, and then it's like it's just like, wow, that's completely devoid of soul, one hundred percent, as yeah. you'd expect from a from a, a a person from Montreal, but still, or a um, robot. Yeah, yeah, and even in this, the, the robots all have emotions, they have feelings. You know, Calculon basically gets suicidal over these bad reviews, which, uh, you know, that's that's a thing. I mean, that's a, that's a real emotion. I do like that. Well, he killed himself initially. I do like accident, yeah. though. <laughs> I did enjoy that, the accidental and- suicide. And then trying to be like, I'm going to do the best death scene ever by actually dying. It's almost like a jackass episode or something, mm-hmm. which is it's just lovely. Um, but but yeah, just the the whole like it, it, I got minor chuckles out of the fact where he comes back into the episode and he puts on a mustache and they're just like, oh, yeah, you can play that shitty looking Calculon guy like. All of that where he just kept getting shit on by other people because they didn't know it was him who were too stupid to realize that it was him with the shitty disguise on. Yeah, there are... The the casting directors were funny. That was very um, relatable. There's so many funny stories in LA of people, especially for like UCB actors where they'll go in and there's a list of like 
these are the kinds of guys we're looking for. And then they audition those guys and none of them get the role. <laughs> so that was very like true to life, the industry, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it just, it just seems so like, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it gets, it, I mean, and, and you, you're, you're working in that industry, like on your, on your take, is it that they're just like, are the people doing the casting that clueless to not understand the nuances? It's just like, we're going to, we're shooting for the, the median lowest common denominator, like, you know, I'm sorry, Chris Gethard has too much edge. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I think a lot of the times those people are casting a wide net because they have to work around writers and directors and producers and everything. Um, but that the industry in general is just kind of uncreative, you know? It's like, yeah. I mean, we all know these character actors that you think of like, oh, it's so weird how many times this guy's like played someone's drunk dad or something. And then it, it's because the actual writers and directors and casting directors have seen him do that role enough times that they're like, oh, what about this type of man? And it's like, no, that's, you can think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. Right. I always enjoy, it's funny doing a lot of auditions for animated stuff because I don't watch very much of it. Um, and they're fun to do, but even those casting people don't think outside the box like like now I'm almost 40 and so they will only call me for like old you know I'm like my voice it's just my voice <laughs> like it can be a 22 year old giraffe uh you know it's always yeah. like like a 60 year old witch or whatever and I'm like I could just be a regular like fish or you know a little boy like there's range but they're yeah. so like they just think about these things in such narrow terms that um that's yeah it's like oh how often are you coming across an animated character who's like a 40 year old regular woman like most of them aren't even human so like let's just get a little more creative guys you know mm -hmm. i could be i could do commercial stuff like <laughs> it's just it's just people at work that's the whole thing and yeah. most people at work don't want to be at work and they don't do that great of a job. <laughs> <laughs> but the creator of Bob's Burgers, uh, Lauren Bouchard, he's he's got some controversy going around right now because of casting Kristen Bell as a young biracial girl and she's oh, not. Yeah, yeah and, and there was an, the Jenny Slate thing too where she bowed out of her. Yeah, right? Big Mouth. Yeah. Um, he also, uh, Marshmallow on Bob's Burgers is played by, um, what's his name? Uh, Michael Bolton from Office Space. Is that David Herman? Is that his David, name? Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. David Herman. So they're trying to find, a, you know, an actual transgendered black woman to play Marshmallow. And then people are like, well, what about Linda? Now you have like 10 different female characters that are being played by men. Mm -hmm. And then like, how, how far does it go when representation and casting yeah well, it's, it's weird man because also people want to work with people that are consistent and good so if you know if you have like a pamela adlon on your hands where yeah she can be any number of things then you know that's the way you're gonna go and speaking of king of the hill then the neighbor like the asian neighbor it's just yeah it's mm -hmm. pretty fucked totally up. Hus. <laughs> but, just, but the yeah. thing is like 
Like Toby Huss is so fucking talented and good. Like I will watch anything he's in because I fell in love with him in the adventures of Pete and Pete. But yeah. every time he's on screen, he's goddamn amazing. I just watched, and, and it's he's in the rental, the uh, Dave Franco uh, directorial debut horror mm. movie that he made with uh, his wife Allison Brie is the is in it, um, and it's he plays one of the like he plays like a weird racist uh, like landlord guy. Like he was, he was on Carnival. He was on Halt and Catch Fire. He was the uh, the Mattress King on Seinfeld. I think like he's that guy has range. The yeah, he's he's just. But but that's, and I understand both sides of it. Like I get Hank Azaria being a poo for twenty years, or at this point thirty. Like okay, he's doing a racist caricature of an Indian convenience store owner. And it just became part of the vernacular with that and whatever. But at this, on the other side of that, there's also the thing of it's like, like I, I get where, okay, we've got a transgendered character. So now we have to get a transgendered person to do it. Fuck that. Like, why can't you have a transgendered person play the romantic lead in a movie as their gender of choice? Like, and I get that that's, that's leapfrogging a few levels of progressiveness that our society hasn't quite reached yet but but that it's like there, there i mean it ties back almost to this line in there where where calculon shits on it. he's like wearing a costume and pretending to be someone else goes against my every instinct as an actor i'm like <laughs> it's and it's a knee-jerk thing of just like yeah like whatever but i i god Here's here's a thing that doesn't exist in in the internet nuance, like there's there's just I I just think too much, and that's why I drink because it just it it eventually <laughs> shuts things down. You guys are about halfway through it tonight. <laughs> oh boy, you're halfway shut down. I'm getting there. I started early. I yeah, I finished work and then dark and stormies are really good on the porch in the summer. That does sound so good. Was, and I and will the, probably start drinking right after this. Are you on the porch in, right now? No, oh, no, I'm say, in the. Be wonderful. No, he's in his salon. I'm in, I'm in the Black Lodge, <laughs> but but Kraken was on sale this weekend, so there's a 1.75 liter bottle of it for twenty six dollars, and made a good. Dip. Is that gin? It's it's uh, dark rum. Oh, okay. Like spiced rum. Oh, yeah, it's, that it's, good. It's real nice with ginger beer. Tomorrow. You drink it with ginger beer, and the ginger beer handles your stomach. And then I do dilute it with, with some sparkling water out of the soda stream. So... Oh, yeah, and hot the, tip. The amount. <laughs> Don't ever try to make a root beer float out of one of those dad's hard root beers. It doesn't work. It, it oh, doesn't? God. Did you... <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to hear about this. Uh, Yeah, you would think it would be good because I was thinking, hmm, you know, hard root beer, hard root beer float. Just instead of using root beer, you use the hard root beer. You know what I mean? And it uh, it just immediately curdles the ice cream. Oh right. And I didn't think about that. (laughs) It was really gross. Well, that's that's also like. 
what's happening in our stomachs anytime you <laughs> combine yeah. alcohol with yeah. dairy. Yep. <laughs> That's I never understood like white Russians because of that. Like that just yeah, those are good. Oh so gross. White, no. no, I love white Russians. <laughs> I like uh, a how does, uh, milkshake, like a like a Guinness milkshake or something like that. Like those are good, but yeah, you can't just what's be out a, here. Is a Guinness milkshake a milkshake flavored like Guinness or just a milkshake with Guinness in it? So the diner where I used to work in Oakland, which is um, owned by Mike Dirt, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they would do something called a Shake and Jesse. And it was called a Shake and Jesse because there was previously an employee there that was such an alcoholic he would have the shakes every morning and then he would make himself this milkshake just to get through the brunch shift oh, and it's uh, it's actually very good although i resent them so much now because there's nothing worse on a busy shift than making six milkshakes or whatever yeah. okay. um it's guinness espresso ice cream and chocolate it's very weird good. And then even, and the espresso is like, we like would grind up the beans, like in the shakes, you get like a graininess of like coffee. Yeah, it's super good. But even thinking about it makes me angry. And now I can't get boozy milkshakes unless I make them at home because I feel too right. guilty asking a server to fucking make a grown up a milkshake with booze in it. I mean, if, if you tip well, like... I don't, I don't know. My, my, my girlfriend owns a, a bakery and they, they do like breakfast sandwiches when it's, it's like basically a coffee donut shop type thing. And like the sandwich is killer, but the sandwiches are really good. So like, if you're going to offer this wonderful thing to the public, like, <laughs> you, I, I don't know. It's, it almost seems like the cost of doing business literally where it's like, this is what people want. So I'm sorry you have to stand over a hot pan cooking eggs for three hours in the morning, but those sandwiches are fucking good, babe. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I understand it. The problem is when you're making the milkshake, you don't know yet what the tip is going to be. So the, some of the anger does subside. But listen, brunch is just, I hope it's canceled forever. Let me just say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hope brunch never comes back. Because as a server, it's the worst shift. Everybody has three or four beverages and they all want them right away, you know? So you're doing water, you're doing coffee, maybe a milkshake and you're doing mimosa or beer, whatever. Like it's mm. just too much. Just drink at home and then come get your food. Like I know I shouldn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are certain places, like if I'm at the Cheesecake Factory or whatever, I don't feel guilty about ordering something that's difficult because my server's not making it you know what i mean but right the robots in china are probably slave uger labor in china is making the food for the chinese for the cheesecake factory listen nobody's making food at the cheesecake factory it all comes in like a like sacks and then they snip the sack open and they throw it in the microwave and then it cuts nobody's preparing anything wait 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 wait. it's sous vide is that it's what you're be, saying? It's sous vide? It's got to be like all those fucking Applebee's and chilies. All the meals are just pre-cooked, pre-made, pre-bagged yeah. bullshit. And they and just throw the way, it on a plate. Yeah, I know someone else is making the milkshake. But if I have a job that's just making milkshakes, tight. Okay, that's fine. It's the combining of 
doing the waitressing and make why am i cooking shit scraping mm-hmm. ice hey. cream out of the bottom of this tub we would all constantly just be covered in ice cream just shamelessly it's just uh, you know something to keep in mind if you see your server running no, around no, i get it i get it because i also worked at a bar where Actually, we had a drink that, like, it took, <laughs> it took so long to make that actually a $5 tip was built into the price of the mil- of the drink. Yeah, so, good. It was, like, a $25 drink, so but five of that went exactly to the bartender rather than having, you know, and plus they would tip on top of that. And sometimes yeah. people didn't know that $5 was going right, too. Yeah. The bartender. They shouldn't know. They shouldn't get to know. And yeah, like making, going to a diner and ordering like a multi step complicated milkshake is akin to going to a dive bar and ordering like a sex on the beach or whatever. It's like, no, just get beer and liquor. Like that's what, that's what you get. Yeah. Something, something you can pour and maybe something you can squirt on top of it and be done with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're going to charge me $15, then I want to see some, like, shaker action and maybe some Tom Cruise cocktail business. But Yeah, like, yeah, at a cocktail place where you expect that kind of thing. But, yeah. Uh, I, you know, uh, I, I just, I'm trying to bring it back to this fucking episode, and I just, I, I don't care. I did like the line <laughs> during the casting session where they're like, you literally cannot do this crappily. <laughs> just like you're shitty as fuck you're the perfect person um what i what i didn't get was was the scene where calculon is with his ex-wife and he's like i'm back from the dead the whole set was like completely run down and fucked up was that supposed to be like his divorced dad can i can i send you a feeling apartment like i I, the, I thought it was her apartment i don't know or maybe but she was living I, in the mansion with Vaxtron. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, sure it, was, I think know. it was his. I think it was his rundown apartment. I mean, which ends up killing him again because he's I, pathetic. Because you know, like, he's super pathetic. Well, yeah, I've he been escaped there. brutal crab fisherman, and to, she our, didn't. She didn't wait for him, not even for one day. <laughs> are, are crab fishermen even a thing? I thought, I, I don't think they're called yeah. fishermen, first of all. Uh, are they? I guess they are. Yeah. Yeah. They have like, nets. They go out in boats with nets and they crab get traps hunters. and stuff. Yeah. Is that crabs or is that lobsters? I assume they're, they're both caught the same way. Yeah, you need well, a net. For lobsters, sure. lobsters are deep sea. Crabs are like coastal. No, Unless, I may maybe those uh, Alaskan king crabs that you get. I'm pretty the legs sure on fucking that show on TLC, they're like in the middle of the ocean getting that, and they're getting crabs. Can you imagine living like that shit? Like that's, I, I uh, being a crabber, oh, just living, just being like a fisherman by trade. I, I applaud them, but fuck, like that's something I'd never, ever, ever want to do. It's like it's like being in yeah. a band and being on tour, but you don't even get to stop at a at a fucking truck stop 
and buy Cheetos. Like you're just in the middle of fucking nowhere with the same five people stinking it up. And the, and the best day you have is you've yielded a bunch of fish, which are going to make everything smell fucking worse. But then you're going to make a whole bunch of money when you go back. Are you though? Are you? What if you get <laughs> a bunch of, uh, eventually when you become a captain of your own shit, <laughs> I, like you I know people, you, you, uh, Right. Like, I know people that did the whole, like, I'm going to work on a canning boat for six months. And that was their thing. Like, they go, I think now they just go work on weed farms or something. But like, back, back in the 90s, you'd like go work on a fishing boat in Alaska. And you just spent 12 hours a day, like canning fucking fish. And it, it then then you'd, you'd finish up your, your stint and have like $100,000. Because you were living on a boat, like, canning fish there was nowhere to spend your money i feel like you talked about this last podcast or like (laughs) i no i i I don't (laughs) think so and fuck if i can remember and double fuck if i'm gonna go back and listen but i i I just just, i'm having deja vu then of you talking yeah yeah i I don't remember talking about crab fishing or no just fishing boats or canning canning fishing boats I so the the thing I, I'm gonna digress because again fuck this episode. Like I found it interesting. I I was in California right before the first shelter in place order in March. So like I I was in San Francisco. Um, I left on March 13th, and March 15th was the day they're just like stay the fuck home. But I love the fact that like right off the bat, they were just like, oh, yeah, dispensaries, 100 percent necessary businesses. And that all stayed open. Yeah, medicine. People need their medicine, especially during such a scary time. Right. And and Ohio has been at least good with the the, I mean, we're, we're working on some like 1995 laws here. So we just got like medical dispensaries this year. But like the liquor stores at least stayed open. Pennsylvania shut the fucking liquor stores. That's rude. That is because Which is they in, are insane. state-owned. Yeah. Um, Their liquor laws are really weird in Pennsylvania, so too. They they government employees were sent home and shut down, like, all government buildings. So, therefore, government-owned liquor stores were all shut down. That's why you can get liquor. I feel like that's a real lazy interpretation of the law. And they should have understood, like, what what happened in Ohio and our easternmost counties is they had to start IDing, like, checking people's IDs, not for age, but to see if they had an Ohio driver's license or a Pennsylvania license. And if they had a Pennsylvania license, they couldn't buy liquor here anymore because they were bootlegging. Oh, double shitty. Right? Now I feel like it it took a few months and then everyone was relaxed on all the liquor stuff. And now every state is like, go get a cocktail to go from your local bar and walk around with it or put it in your car like in austin the bartenders will deliver it to your car like a container of of margaritas (laughs) that's fantastic they're doing some of that here just liquid Um, in a to-go box there's like a two ounce container it's a a two ounce limit (laughs) did uh, so um i i'm i'm your boyfriend's name is adam amy Mm mm-hmm Okay, and he's from Ohio. Yes, he's there Has, right now, actually. I'm sorry. Is he? Is he? <laughs> is he familiar? Or has he ever talked about Putin Bay? Uh, I don't know. Not that I can remember. Maybe. So, 
Putin Bay is a vacation island in Lake Erie that um like my my grandparents used to have a little cabin out there and it's just people go out there but it's it's basically like to put it in context um Kid Rock did a giant concert there last year at the airport mm-hmm. where he was the headliner and they shut down the Putin Bay airport so that they could get like 50,000 yahoos in to party with Kid Rock that uh, so fun. As, as soon as the uh restrictions lifted it just filled up well you know it's 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 ohio's jersey shore i was just gonna say that (laughs) yeah yeah and they they you know they have like a a swim up pool bar it's like it's like a pool dance club bar all in one i love it and it's 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 just a, a sti soup and like they opened up and immediately there's like, oh shit, we've got to shut this down because we've got 60 new cases of fucking COVID here. Like, like that's the part I don't understand. And, and like restricting people's access to anything that can numb their fucking souls. Cause like, I, I like my house. I like my yard, love my kid. My girlfriend's living here. She's great. But fuck if like a different change of scenery isn't necessary every once in a while just to keep you from going bonkers. Like Yeah, go on a vacation in your mind, man. Right. Yeah. You, you, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I just, that's the part I don't understand. So when Pennsylvania shut that shit down and, and we actually went to, to Pittsburgh overnight for just like, let's go sit in a hotel with different walls for a night. It was lovely, mm-hmm. but like, we're having cocktails delivered in from restaurants and the hotel bar was only open for two hours a night for free drinks, which was great. But you had to like come up and show your key and then they'd be like, okay, we'll pour you two and then you got to get the fuck out and go back to your room. At least they were taking it seriously. I I, I mean, so you were talking about like the, the traffic and stuff still being crazy out there. Like what the fuck are people doing uh i don't know i think they just uh need to work and then stuff is open so if stuff's open people are going to go to it because whatever message you're getting if you visually can see that things are operating then you're like oh okay so it's normal to go places at the beginning la was totally shut down it was very quiet very creepy no traffic at all but you know they just kept going back and forth and you can't like we reopened too early and then shit got bad again. And then now I feel like the governor or the mayor will say you're closed again and people just don't listen to it. <laughs> like nobody cares. Well, then I think the yeah I think the protests every night also sent stupid people this message of like, oh, well, if they're all getting together, then I can go to the beach or whatever. Um Right. Even though most of the protesters were masked and there's been no evidence that the protests contributed to any spike of any kind in any city. Um, you know, that's just I what mean, I mean, this sitting evidence you're house, talking about. <laughs> if you've been sitting in your house for four months and then you see it's busy outside and eventually you're like, well, I want to go out. Oh, they're all going out. I'm going to do it too. This is human they're... nature. What if the people are shitty? Like that's what keeps me from going is the people I see going out and really just being 
devil may care about all this shit. Oh, yeah, like, oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, even workers, like, we have a Rite Aid on our corner that has really saved me. I mean, we have several stores, but Rite Aid is very close. It's, like, within feet of our apartment. They always mm-hmm. have the fucking hand sanitizer everywhere on the counter. So I just... They have they had plexiglass separations very early, so that would just be where I got like anything. I mean, I've been buying weird shit there just because it's available, and I want to shop like, <laughs> like a person. like that whole like as seen on TV section. Oh, uh, I'm really I'm really eyeballing it just because like that's where I shop now. Like I'm a Rite Aid regular, but um, uh, but like but you can buy. Different- Three different employees there came down with COVID. So, like, oh God, like not even my little haven is safe. <laughs> I mean, you can actually buy real liquor in drugstores in California too. So that's a, that's oh a yeah thing yeah. Too. There's a full liquor aisle at Rite Aid. You know, you got frozen pizza, oh. you got sparkling water. I mean, that's it. I I did buy a pair of shorts and my boyfriend was mortified uh, that I got to the point of quarantine <laughs> that I bought clothes at the drugstore. Um, I'm actually wearing them right now. So fuck him. <laughs> but, I mean, are they, are they just uh, like, are they just a strange cut? Are they an interesting no, pattern? No, they're like, just like regular like cotton. Sh- you know how drugstores always have that one tiny chunk of clothes where it's like, weird sarongs for ladies and flip-flops and like a couple like white t-shirts and yeah it's just like cotton shorts they're very normal had i bought them somewhere else it would be very normal (laughs) yeah i i've always wanted I, i i don't know what the situation is as far as like you know newspapers or or the mailing like you know red plum ads out there but like there's always a thing where like Here's these slippers. You can five pairs of the dollars and their memory, whatever. But like, if you, if you get enough of those, there's like an entire wardrobe you could order from flyers you got in the mail. And I always wanted to have like an art project. I mean, you'd have to document it like that, that uh, Casey Affleck documentary or something where it was just like, I'm going to be an ass for a while and I'm going to, I'm going to monetize it later. But like, I'm going to buy all these flannel shirts. So I look kind of like a cholo and I'm going to buy these nice Sansa belt pants and these slippers. You can get a whole wardrobe out of the red plum. If you did enough of that and just spend like a year only dressing in, you know, clothes you ordered from a flyer you got in the mail. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think there's something there and it's, it's, it's not even, I mean, it's like, it, it gets really shitty anyway, because it's like, yeah, it's just, this is stuff for either lazy or old people who can't get out and it's all functional. It's not fashionable, but it's like, it's a plaid flannel shirt. There's nothing wrong with that, but you could really like lean into it and turn it into some kind of thing. I think Uh, it sounds like it would take effort, maybe some money. So that's where I tap out. Like that's, it's one of my dreams, like bucket list things to do. I think you should do it. There's no better time than now. Yeah, I, I mean, blah, blah, blah. Calculon gets praised for his acting <laughs> because he gets all ma- he gets all naturalistic when Leela dresses him down in a really shitty, mean way. And then, you know, he reveals himself. Everybody's impressed. And then he accidentally gets killed again when the set falls apart and kills him uh, 
it's it's not Marvin Gaye. It's uh, Isaac Hayes is the one who got hit by the falling light rig. Um, is it was it Isaac Hayes? No, fuck. Shit. Now I'm what? I'm mixing it up. In real life. Um. Yeah, in real life, there's a soul singer, '70s funk. Um, it's happened guy, a lot. Yeah, but but he was like Curtis Mayfield. Oh yeah, Curtis. Yes. Mayfield. Yeah, Curtis yeah, Mayfield. yeah. The Curtis Mayfield, because he he's the guy who did the uh, the theme from Shaft. Mm-hmm. That, that took him. I Isaac Isaac Hayes was a Scientologist on uh, South Park. That's yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then Calculon goes to robot hell and starts driving the robot devil crazy again. What the fuck ever? Like, we've only got six more episodes, guys. <laughs> we're, so happy we're in for the you home guys. stretch. I I hope there's some good ones. I like if if you're ever ever. I don't know if you you like maybe you'll go on an ayahuasca trip or something and be like open to this again. The episode to watch no. is the Saturday morning cartoon bucket and and the only reason to watch that is because they they do a takeoff of the gi joe fun pit fun pit there's a there's a a gi joe cartoon but it's being edited by the head of richard nixon in real time and he's doing commentary and overdubs when they say things that are not appropriate for children and it's fucking fantastic. And I'm in, not in going to watch it, Peter. <laughs> okay. And and I applaud you for that. I got roped <laughs> into this early, like four years ago. And now, again, it's just, well, if I'm going to be a masochist, I'm going to see it through. There are some good episodes coming up. They're not all stinkers good. like this one. Good. Because this is, boy... We, we could have had you when you hear like, like a, a year and a half ago for accidental comedy or something. And it was probably would have been good. Maybe, think, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. It's, you know. We wouldn't have been on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You would have been in my house. I could have been a good host and served you drinks or snacks or whatever. Now we're but talking. We'll do it from the pool next time. The next time you are in the vicinity you are welcome to come over and get all of the hospitality um so on on all of that note in the quarantine have you been able to do any comedy and what what are you kind of looking at with stuff coming up in the future here uh have no idea i try to spend almost no time picturing the future because it is too overwhelming and scary i've been doing some zoom shows doing my podcast I actually am taping something I can't really talk about on Friday um, that is going to be a live stand-up show with a live COVID-tested audience. Um, Nice. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, But it's also going to be weird because I haven't performed in almost five months. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. Yeah. And this was going to be my first year in 10 years of 100% of my income being from live stand-up comedy. And I, this year was doing a lot more headlining than featuring and all mm-hmm. that's gone now. Those calendars are wiped. I don't even, I delete the dates so that I don't think about it. Um, 
but yeah, so I don't really know what's going to happen. You know, I'm also like writing stuff and I have like agents and managers and all that shit trying to get me writing jobs and I do voiceover stuff. And so we're just all figuring it out. You know, I say yes to podcasts about shows that I absolutely hate. Um, when I'm supposed to be preparing for a pretty important taping. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Well, I'm just we, fucking around. Like, this is fun. <laughs> we, we, we appreciate you coming on. No worries. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I, you know, I, I think the way that we met and the number of times that we met in a short period in so many different places was just a <laughs> it's weird true. thing. I know. Because, I, like, we crossed paths in Los Angeles, Seattle, maybe ohio and maybe seattle like i i don't know it was just it was like a lot in maybe a year not denver or the bay area yeah it was very confusing for me it was all yeah you'd be like oh what you're here like yeah i know i know ramon back in cleveland you're like what the yeah um <laughs> yeah it, but it, that's you know i don't make my living playing music and maybe fortunately never have but like that whole thing of like how does how does this even work now like our drummer lives in chicago he's never gonna come here again maybe i don't know how this works and like yeah having that be you, you know I, I like i don't even know if i want to go to shows anymore until they figure this shit out and that's no the scary it's part. really weird to think about being able mm -hmm. to like fully let loose and have a good time I already was in a little bit of my head about um, mass shootings. Well, that's good. We mm -hmm. haven't had many of those because everyone's <laughs> right. It's true. Um, but I always am like, you know, at a show, like I look for the exits. I'm not, I'm too old to be up front and center anymore anyway. But like, you know, that's always something that's on my mind. And now it's just doubly scary. <laughs> We'll see what yeah, happens. Like you could, no one knows. Well, something will. We'll all figure it out. I don't know. I don't have the answers. Doctor Drew. No, I. The vaccine coming soon. <laughs> I mean, you know. Drew said this. Yeah. Also, really Doctor Drew. About it. Well, yeah. I've seen it on the actual news too. He at the beginning <laughs> yeah. was like, "This isn't real." A denier, yeah, a hundred percent. Now he's saying that all the like disease doctors he knows have a have a vaccine coming very soon, sooner than we think. I'm sure it won't be accessible to everyone, uh, but you know, Doctor Drew will get it. He needs to go back to fucking venereal diseases. I know to being on Loveline and telling people that bisexuality wasn't real. That's how we loved him. <laughs> oh, if only. I don't know where that was going, but again, now I'm about I'm about four sixths on my way to numbing. Well, right it's now. a good thing we're so wrapping up. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for suffering through this awful episode of Futurama, hopefully not this podcast. Where can people find you um, with Who's Your God? Where can they pick that up? Oh, yeah. Um, so what do you, what it's do you want people to check out? Who's Your God? And it's on wherever you get your podcasts everywhere. Um, 
And then, I don't know, just to follow me on Instagram, Amy Miller Comedy, on Twitter, Amy Miller. I'm pretty easy to find if you put comedy after the full name. If you don't, you're going to be scrolling maybe only two pages now, I think, which is pretty good for nice. such a common name. Yeah. It, interestingly, uh, one of our good friends' wife's name is Amy Miller. So that's always, yeah, I've, I've just always few. enjoyed that. You're the, you're the second thing that I comes up when I Googled Amy Miller. Oh, awesome. Well, that's good. So, I'm moving up. up. You can put that in your credits. Is it the article where <laughs> Breitbart called me a comedy terrorist? Oof. <laughs> 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 I, I hope it's not that one. I hope it's just my no, website. It or is something. your website, but now I'm gonna okay. go to news Woo. and look that up. Oh well, I, don't don't remind me. <laughs> don't give them clicks. Just, also, <laughs> yeah, fuck. Oh, but, Let's go but just, incognito. It says, "Oh, there's something from Will Willamette Week." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the but, but just in Portland. For for people that enjoy comedy, Amy is goddamn fucking funny. Like Aww, just thank you, Peter. Oh, yeah. I, I've I really... seen I've seen you a lot, and it's always just such a good time. Um, I like I so when you're around, I'm in. I'll try to not bring people that throw beer cans at other comics the next time I see you, but <laughs> it did it did make for a lively evening. Yes, it was very fun. My boyfriend was really happy to be bouncing again. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> he ran a Our, comedy club for years, so he's always ready to go. Someone throws a like, we're gonna We're going to get him out. It's good. Yeah. Even Lovely. if it's an old lady. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a, yeah. Well, I'll tell them about that off mic. Okay. Anyway, thank you. You guys. have a wonderful evening. Thank you for you coming too. on. Yeah, Everybody man. else, yes. we'll see you next time. Slurmcastpod at gmail.com, Slurmcast on Facebook, Slurmcastpod on Instagram and Twitter, 216-438-1077. Uh, call, text, whatever. We probably should just shut that shit down. Nobody fucking says <laughs> We don't care. <laughs> it's just bill, fake bill collectors down, for me anymore. And then write, write and review, you know, say something nice on iTunes because that matters apparently. Uh, that's it. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.